everybody. What's up? And welcome back to the Intermission Sports Football Podcast. This is week four. Week four. It's already week four. I can't believe that. But I am joined today by Casey Dobson. Casey Dobson on this side. You guys can't see it, but that's funny anyways to me. And Sam Donsig on this side. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. Excited for a good week of football. Hopefully Seattle can bounce back against the division rival because I will become more and more depressed if they don't. <laughs> That's an issue. Yeah, I'm already stockpiling my alcohol for that Sunday night game. So let's let's get this over with. Yeah, this is a huge week for you, Casey. Tom Brady back in Foxborough. Oh. It'd be an exciting game to watch him dot it up there one last time. I am not excited. So if anyone has the number of a good therapist, I'm going to need it on Monday morning, please. And thank you. All right. Well, let's just jump right into the takes here. So we'll start off with you, Miss Casey Dobson. It is the Jaguars and the Bengals. We will be watching this game at your house tomorrow night because we have our class with Shireen. We love Shireen in this podcast. So what are you you thinking? Who's going to win? Let me pull up the spread here for you to see if they'll cover the spread. All right. Well, while you do that, I just have a question to like all NFL schedule makers ever. Do you hate us? Like you're, you're really giving me that matchup in Thursday primetime. Like you couldn't even put it Sunday primetime where I get like a full day of like good, competent football teams. You're giving me this as my Thursday nighter. Why? Why? Literally why? I get it. When you were doing color rush, you wanted us all to stare at those God awful golden Jaguars jerseys. What's your excuse this time? What you thought Lawrence versus Burroughs would be an interesting matchup? Neither of them have an offensive line. So both of them are going to spend most of the game on their ass, meaning this is going to be a very, very hard game to watch. So All right. the spread. What is the spread? Yeah. The Bengals are favorites by seven and a half points, meaning they have to win by eight or more, or the Jaguars to cover the spread have to lose by seven or less. Oof. Um, I like Cincy to win, but they are too inconsistent for me to take them covering that spread. Um, I don't trust them yet. They, they gave me some hope last week by manhandling Pittsburgh. That was a fun one to watch. (laughs) Oh my God. There's nothing uh, better than watching Pittsburgh Steelers get absolutely (laughs) annihilated, especially by the freaking bungles. (laughs) The bungles. yeah, give me give me Joey B to go off again. I hope Jamar Chase has another game because that's a really fun duo to watch. But uh, I don't think they cover. Yeah, I would agree with Casey. Bengals to win, but I think they will cover the spread. I mean, like they if you look at the Bengals in the past, like they were able to like they beat the Steelers last week who have a great defense and the Jaguars literally have no defense. So I think they could easily cover the spread to give her that 10 point victory. Joey B is going to dot him up. Jamar Chase, hopefully, and Tyler Boyd as well have great games because they're both on my fantasy team. So I need them to have a good week. Uh, Yeah, that's honestly where I'm going to go with my take. I'm going to keep this one a bit interesting. Not just going to say the same stuff as both of you guys. As I'm actually, hold on. Let me, let me put a little preface in here. If Joey B can keep both of his knees, even if he can keep one of them, he might win. But I think realistically the Bengals are going to win, but I'm going to take the underdogs. I'm going to take Jacksonville. So obviously they're going to cover the spread for me. Trevor Lawrence is finally going to have his breakout game, win his first regular season game in the NFL after dropping the only three regular season games he's ever lost in his life. And I think he's not going to be too happy about coming in on Thursday night football. 0 and three. All right. Next up on the docket here, we're going to the Sunday 
afternoon games, the early window. I prefer to call them the morning games, but oh well. Carolina Panthers and Dallas Cowboys. Panthers, uh, Cowboys are the favorites by four and a half points, meaning they have to win by five or more. Sammy D, where are you going? I'm taking this is going to be an interesting game because Cowboys are two and one. Panthers are three and oh. Panthers are looking dangerous. The Cowboys absolutely obliterated the Eagles on Monday Night Football 41 to 21. Um, but then again, there was some major mistakes on the Eagles side. I'm taking the Cowboys. They'll cover the spread. They're going to take down the undefeated Carolina Panthers. And this game is really going to be a true uh, show, like true colors, to see if the Panthers are pretenders or contenders in terms of their 3-0 record. But I will take the Cowboys to win. It's probably the only time I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win because, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah, so let's just talk about this. The Carolina Panthers, 3-0 already through the first three weeks. Cool. Your star running back, most people's first overall choice in fantasy football is now out. I believe he's not playing this week. I think he's actually out for a couple weeks. Correct me if I'm wrong there. I'm actually just kind of looking it up on fantasy right now. I think it's, um, I think it's like three weeks that he's out or three or four weeks. So something along those lines, but I just don't think they're going to be doing it too, too much with McCaffrey, not even being in the lineup. Uh, he's not being placed on injured reserve um out for next few weeks according to head coach matt rule said friday um so yeah i'm definitely taking the cowboys and they're 100 gonna cover but panthers for the next few weeks at least until you get mccaffrey back good luck yeah so uh i live with the cowboys fan um which has been a really really eye-opening experience as to what it's like to be part of a fan base that's just been so disappointing for so long um but it don't also worry, you'll, means, you'll get there without tom brady don't worry yeah no i know we're we're on our way but still we're like in the early stages of of being disappointed she's been in it like her whole life um but it also means that it's a lot more fun for me to pick against the cowboys purely to watch the chaos ensue and i'm the one that does the cooking in the house meaning i can have whatever take i want and no one can argue with me so I feel the exact same way. We both <laughs> do the cooking. I mean, my roommates, they enjoy it so they can just shut up if they ever want me to cook again. So yeah, uh, I'm going to take Carolina. I really, really like this team. Do I think they're like an actual playoff threat to make like a deep run? No, but I do think they are a really good football team. They're a lot more exciting to watch than I think they have been since they had that Super Bowl run and their defense looks a lot more coherent than it did last season which i think will be enough to kind of thwart any effort that the cowboys might put forward also don't put too much stock in the cowboys running rampant over the eagles it's the eagles and they are coached by nick sirianni yeah so the, the, guy, who, the guy who used rock paper scissors to, to, to determine nfl draft prospects just yeah yeah the guy who was like beat dallas and it's like you never should have made that the second he made that t-shirt i'm like i so you're gonna have your yeah. ass handed to you lovely fantastic oh, of course i mean when you the eagles are gonna get their ass handed to them regardless they had like devonta smith sorry sam i know you have him on your fantasy team too he just could not oh. run a route to save his life he would trip or he'd be in double coverage and hurts would throw it up they just threw way too many interceptions but moving on we have the vikings coming off of a win against the seattle seahawks and we have the browns Let's go to eeny, meeny, miny, me. Um, 
The Browns are two-point favorites, meaning they have to win by three. I think that they're going to cover this spread, honestly, pretty easily. I'd take this even upwards of like nine and a half, I think, is where my limit would be for them. They're probably going to win by a touchdown and a field goal. Baker's looked really good. Kareem Hunt has been excellent out of the backfield. Same with Nick Chubb. Didn't have a super great week last week, but when you have that dual threat running back in Chubb, where he can, he's a good receiver and running back, he's going to bounce back week four easily. And then the secondary option in Kareem Hunt with OBJ also being back. Jarvis Landry, actually, I think he's out right now, if I'm not mistaken. I think, Casey, you have him on your fantasy team. Jarvis Landry is sitting on my IR bench right now, but that's fine because we went and picked up Emmanuel Sanders, who had himself a game last week. I left him on my bench and I still won. So I'm really hoping this week he comes in clutch. Also, how many points did you leave on your bench? Like over 60. There we go. Casey Dobson, first time fantasy player. She's kicking ass so far. She just beat Thomas Got. I can't say his last name, so I'm not going to even try. Thomas Gott, so we're just going to leave it at that. Beat him this week. Very close margin. Uh, but yeah, Browns are going to take this one pretty easily. Sammy D, what are you thinking? Yeah, this is a tough one. Obviously, the Vikings are coming off a big win over the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, like, it was a suck, suck, sad Sunday for me. Um, but I, I mean, like, I wouldn't too clo- look too closely at the victory. They were able to run the ball and pass the ball, but it's only because Seattle's defense is trash, especially in zone defense. But the Browns have looked really strong this year. Uh, and I would take the Browns purely because mostly because of the reasons that you outlined. The running back is, the running game has been really strong, <laughs> as well as their passing game. Baker Mayfield's looked really strong. It's going to be close, like, but I definitely would say I'm taking the Browns, and they'll cover the spread. It's going to be a seven-point game, seven-point victory. So, yeah. I would like to place a contingency on this, and the contingency's name is Dalvin Cook. Um, currently, he's listed as questionable. He's also on my fantasy team. Um, I've had fantastic luck this year with my running backs. Um, they all keep getting hurt and I'm a little annoyed and slightly offended. Um, but if he plays, I think this goes Minnesota's way by a field goal. If he does not play, I will give this to Cleveland. I do not think they will cover that spread. Um, I think this is going to be a physical, hard hitting, ugly football game that I'm very excited to watch. Now we have Detroit, probably the most overqualified 0-3 team that there is. And the Bears. Duh, Bears! Casey Dobson, let's go right back to you. The Bears are three-point favorites, meaning they have to win by four or more. Are they covering the spread? Oh, no. I don't even think they're going to win. When you put in a quarterback who after you take away his yards that he lost from being sacked and the yards that he gained from passing the ball and you wind up with a total of one, um, your yard, as a QB, your yards total should never come close to your jersey number, let alone matching it when you are number one. So um, for the love of God, somebody trade for Justin Fields or someone fire Matt Nagy. Really, y'all can pick just like I need one of the two to happen because this kid has so much talent and so much upside that watching him wither away in the QB desert that is Chicago would be the equivalent to watching McDavid wither away in Edmonton and I will not let that happen (laughs) you're on mute Kaylin you're on we can't hear you Kaylin just yelled at me and y'all missed it um yeah I'm gonna keep going on my point as if he never said anything um 
but yeah, no, the, the bears have come out and said that all three QBs are under consideration to start this week. I don't think it matters. I think the Detroit lions are finally going to get lucky enough to get a win. You got to feel for them at this point. Like there's no way this team deserves to be Owen three. Justin Tucker, baby, 66 yarders. But I said, I am all for watching Connor McDavid wither him way in Edmonton, even though I feel very bad because I really want to see him win. And I know he's not going to do that in Edmonton, but I'm all for seeing him orange 97 all day long. Okay. That, that's the I, point I, that I guess he needed to make. So yes, I, I, it, it was, I'm very sorry to interrupt. Are you done now? I am done. You can go. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, Chicago could put all three QBs in at the same time. And I still don't think they'd win just because that offensive line looks like tissue paper. Um, and you're going to need to bubble wrap your quarterback after this one. Cause the entries are going to be rather intense. Sammy D. Um, yeah, like it's, it's tough really. I mean, like, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the lions in this one as well, mostly because they just, the quarterback situation is a little bit better. Like, I mean, like it's, it's Jared Goff. He's got a little more talent than in terms of, um, I wouldn't say Justin Fields per se, but I'm like, he's got more experience. The receiving cores there is a little bit better. I mean, like it's the bears really. So I don't know. Like, I mean, like, I don't really have much on this matchup, but I would just say the lions are going to win. They're going to cover the spread. It's going to be a seven point victory. They're finally going to get one to go their way. Like, they played a close game against the Ravens and the Ravens are a pretty good team. So in terms of their quarterback and their offense and defense. So if you're able to lose just by a 66 yard field goal to Justin Tucker off of that, then I think that is a good chance against the bears in terms of winning. So I'll take the lions. Justin Fields, please listen to this podcast and listen to me very closely right now. Watch out for your goddamn knees, man. Like, Dan Campbell and the kneecap-eating, kneecap-biting, ankle-biter Lions are coming to town. You're going to need to be careful on those. Like, there's almost no way with that old line that you're walking out of there with both knees healthy, let alone one knee healthy. But, yeah. And if anyone I'm, knows what it's like to have unhealthy knees, it's our resident Baltimore Ravens fan, Kalen Roberts. Of course. Uh, my knees aren't feeling great. My knees are weak. Um, so I, I had a little bit of a couple teardrops shed before the season, but yeah, Detroit, you're going to get your first win. You're going to go one and three. I'm super excited to watch this game actually, because it's just going to be a shit show. And honestly, we all know the shit show football games are the best. So I'm super excited for this one. Lions, they're going to win. So they're going to cover the spread. Let's move on. Oh, I no, before this... we move on, oh, I just okay. have to tell the good fans of the Intermission Football Podcast, all six of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, if anyone wants a video of Kalen crying over the lack of kneecaps in Baltimore, hit me up on Instagram because I have please multiple no. copies of it. Please it happened no. multiple times. I that, you know, honestly, that me getting pissed off that the Raiders beat us week one. I have content of him crying on my balcony, of him crying on my floor of him storming out of my apartment because he, y'all lost to the Raiders. I, w- I would take that. I would take that. But I, I respect Kaylin just too much to let him just be. Let him, you know, so. I, I appreciate okay. that, Well, then Sammy I'm D. talking to all the assholes that listen to this. <laughs> we must unite. Okay, Alrighty. we're now moving on to the largest spread of the week. This game is going to be quite interesting. It's played in Buffalo against Houston. Davis Mills season. Who knows? The Bills are currently 16-point favorites, meaning they need to win by 17. So by two touchdowns and a field goal 
more than the Texans. Let's start off. Um, Casey, let's start with you. Are they going to cover the spread here in uh, Buffalo? They could play Allen for only half the game and they will cover the spread. They could put me in at quarterback and we would cover the spread. Houston belongs in the CFL this season. Um, <laughs> their former starting quarterback belongs in prison, but that's a conversation the NFL is not ready to have. Yeah. No, also, I'd like to add, I've seen you throw football. I don't think they could cover it. <laughs> can I fire him? <laughs> that you cannot. I'm an original six member. You can hold your horses right there. You can hold your horses. Um, anyways, stay tuned for vaguely veiled threats. From you can hold your down. Broncos right there. <laughs> just just go on. Make your point. No, no comment. Uh, no, my point is Houston's a joke of a football team, and Buffalo could cover this with their eyes closed. Yeah. I mean, like, in this matchup, there's, like, there's not much, like, analysis than we said. Like, the Bills are going to crush the Texans, and if they don't at least win by two touchdowns or if he comes to do a close game, we might have a problem. Houston has a problem on, on, on and off the field in the head office as well. It's just – they're just, uh, like, a franchise – terrible franchise all around in terms of their problems, issues. Yeah. Buffalo Bills are easily going to win this game. Josh Allen been dotting up. He dotted up Washington last week. Going to be a – I think it'd be a good game, at least if you're a Bills fan. Houston, we have a problem. The problem is you're going to be ruining so many people's bets because you're going to cover that spread. You're not going to win, but you're going to cover the spread. A 16-point spread in the NFL, not unheard of. It's fairly common, but I just – when you always bet on it, it never happens. I've learned this from previous experience, so I'm just going to say – Houston, you're going to cover the spread, but you're still going to lose. It's going to be probably a two-touchdown game. Josh Allen's going to dot you up. But it's going to be Davis Mills' seasons. We've all seen the Tyron Taylor story where he goes down with an injury and then some rookie quarterback comes in and looks beautiful. So, yeah, Houston, you got this one. And let's go also, to the let's next. Also, let's not be taking betting advice from Kalen. Yeah, don't take betting advice from me, by the way. That's just not a good idea. Um, I do hit a couple, but not very often. Um, so that's kind of depressing. I'm going to bring that up, Casey. <sighs> Colts Dolphins let's move right into that one Bomber this is your game right here this is going to be able to see if Jacoby Brissett Brissett my bad uh is going to be able to prove it or if Tua is playing is Tua playing does anybody know no Tua is I, not playing yeah, he's not playing shakes, yeah which is unfortunate I hope he heals up gets the well soon Sammy D, we'll start off on you here. Colts are, or sorry, Dolphins are favorites here by two. They need to win by three. They're playing at home. Honestly, I think if two of us playing, I would easily take the Dolphins. But the fact that, I mean, like they played, it's, it's really tough. I think like if you look at last week's game against the Raiders, it was a close game. They lost in overtime uh, off the field goal. So it was a really close game. Jacoby Brissett did his best as much as he could. The Colts did lose to a pretty good Titans team. I'm going to take the Colts to win this. They will cover. They're going to win by three or more. I just really think that the the offense is going to be enough for the Dolphins, and the defense is going to be enough for the Dolphins to win because as much as, like, defense, you know, wins games and wins championships, you still need the offense to score points. If you can't do that, you're not going to win the game. It's basic math, kids. So um, Colts are going to win this. They've looked so, like they've looked, they haven't looked great all season compared to their first like three weeks. Garbage, hot yeah. garbage, hot garbage. But I mean, like you're playing against Jacoby Brissett and the Dolphins. I mean, like that defense is killer. 
And you're probably not going to want to throw it deep or into the secondary. So you're just probably just going to have to throw check downs and crossing notes and you're going to have to get the run game going. So Naheem Hines, if you're listening, I need you to pop off because you're on my fantasy team. So <laughs> if you can get a, you know, have a good game, that would be big, but I'm taking the Colts. Casey, what are your thoughts? Um, I just have a message for Indy. Look, y'all aren't very good. Um, and playing Carson once isn't going to make you any better. So let the injury prone bust heal. Just do that. There was no need for him to play last week. Um, I'm going to plug on bench content here because this is me. Um, I talk about it in Sunday sprint. There's absolutely no reason that you should be risking career ending injuries to someone whose career is already a bust, but that's a different conversation. Put in Jacob Eason. You're not going to win this game regardless. Like, I'm sorry. Jacoby Brissett is a competent quarterback who showed last week that he can keep his team in games. It's just a question of if he can do it consistently enough and if the rest of the team around him can support him and insulate him in doing that. But Indianapolis, you're just not very good. And there's no point in putting in Carson Wentz, who has yet to go through a season without injury, to just have your ass handed to you again. So... I'm taking Miami, and if I'm Indy, like, look at your priorities. Go trade. You know what? Go sign Colin Kaepernick. If you really want to put in, like, a competent quarterback, you really think you can compete this year, pick someone else. Because, A, Carson Wentz is not a competent quarterback. He's not someone that's going to get you to the promised land. I get it. He did it with Philly, but he's not the one that won them the Super Bowl. Just do something else. Because at this point, it's just it's frustrating to watch. Did you see a trade for Justin Fields potentially? Like I know you please, mentioned Please, please just get Justin Fields. I don't think it'll work because like, what are you, what do they have to offer? They have no one to offer. Like no. at this point you need to be looking at a free agent, be looking at someone who's like maybe a depth guy somewhere else because you don't have a piece to offer anyone that will get you like technical starter return. But there has to be another option than playing a quarterback who is all but super glued together. Like, if you watch once in the pocket, there is no mobility. He can't move. Both his ankles are shot. His knees are finished. And he's, what, 26, 27, something like that? Like, there has to be another option. And you can sit there all you want and be like, oh, we traded for him because he's our starter, this, that, and the other thing. I don't care. Like, he's not an NFL starter, especially not in this kind of physical shape. The Bears will never trade Justin Fields until he leaves them. The Bear, like, not a chance. No, they're not going to trade him because they're like drafted him high. But like, if I'm Bears front office, you just have to watch that first game and realize that if you leave your current coaches in place, Fields will never be the guy that you need him to be. I'm shocked that Matt Nagy still has a job. I, I genuinely do not understand how that happened. But if I'm Bears management something's got to give and it's got to give this season if you want that kid to pan out in any way shape or form oh 100 percent. but this colts dolphins game i'm giving it to the dolphins they're going to cover the spread the jacoby Brissett is going to walk into this game knowing he has something to prove against the colts was had potential to be a starter there multiple times brought in philip rivers brought in carson wentz and now he's going to say hey you made a mistake, and he's going to have a big game. Quote me on that. Big game, like 400 passing yards, three touchdowns, maybe a pick. But he's going to have an amazing game, make the Colts realize we fucked up. So now Dalton, who is supposed to be on the podcast, but we don't know where he is. He might be missing or kidnapped or dead. Who knows? 
Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. Chiefs are seven-point favorites. They need to win by eight or more. I will start off on this one, and the Chiefs are going to cover, and they're going to cover quite easily. We saw how poorly this Philadelphia team played against Dallas last week, and I understand that it's just Dallas, but when you're stepping up to play a team like the Chiefs, whatever you were doing last week is not going to work ever. You're going to have Tyron Matthew just getting picks on picks on picks on picks, and wait, picks. That's all it's going to be is Jalen Hurts is going to have one of the worst games of his career. And sorry to sorry to burst your bubble there, Dalton, if you're actually going to listen to this. Who knows? But KC, you got this. And let's go to KC on that point. That was a good transition. Just thought of it in my head because I'm a genius. KC, what do you think? This Chiefs team is angry. And if there is one person other than an angry Tom Brady that I don't want to face, it's an angry Patrick Mahomes. And an angry Andy Reid. Um, they Do you have think a losing... he's even going to be on the sideline for this week? I think he's... Well, I mean, according to their last statement, he was stable. He was in good shape. Do I think it matters if he's there or not when you've got Patrick Mahomes playing this pissed? No. Um, they have a losing record for the first time at any point in a season since 2015. You have to go back... 2014. No, 2015. I did the research. Did you? Oh, I thought I did it the other day, too. Oh, well, I'm just stupid. That's why I'm here. Um, it has been six years since the Chiefs have had a losing record at any point in their season. And it's been longer than that where they haven't been the de facto favorites to win a division. So they're going in, they're playing a wounded, albeit dead animal in the Philadelphia Eagles. Look for this game. They're going to be padding stats. They're going out for redemption. They want to show that something is has been a fluke. I don't think there's a- an actual problem with this Chiefs team, but I do think that like this game could not come at a more perfect time for a team that desperately needs to right the ship and prove that they are just as dangerous this year as they have been for the last two or three seasons. So yeah, the spread will be covered within a couple minutes, I think. Yeah, I just agree with both of you guys. The Chiefs are easily going to win this. The Eagles got obviously destroyed last week by a really good uh, team in the Cowboys, but regardless, it's just they just they haven't been they've been they've been too inconsistent this year. Like you know they beat the they beat the Falcons and then they lose and then they lose again. So it's just it's just they're too inconsistent, not good enough. The Chiefs are playing pissed off. The Chiefs are looking for redemption. They're looking just to come into this game and bounce back and score a lot of points. They're gonna yeah, like Tyreek Hill is gonna go off. You better you better make sure you start him in your fantasy. Patrick Holmes, all those guys, Travis Kelsey. Um, if you get the, even if you get the Chiefs defense, definitely want to probably take that as well because they'll definitely have a big game against Jalen Hurts in terms of uh, creating turnovers or creating problems for him. So Chiefs are easy going to take us, and they will cover the spread. Ten point victory. Yes, I would also I like to add. I was thinking they hadn't finished a season with a winning record, but Casey is right. It is 2015. They went like on a six game losing streak. Um. Uh, I'm going to go cry now. Um, um, James White is out for the season. Oh, Raggy. <laughs> that is very unfortunate. <laughs> James White had been doing the best for them in the backfield. Now you got Damian Harris to try and pick this ball up. Uh, let me I just... hate it here. I hate it here so much. You don't get to talk about injuries. You can actually shut up. Like... Please just 
No, like, oh no, my one running back has been injured, but my running back one, my running back two, both had their knees lost. <coughs> and then you also had our star cornerback lose his knee. Your like, RB1 still has knees. His name is Lamar Jackson. Call Lamar a running back all you want. I don't give a shit. When we're in the playoffs and you aren't, that's when you don't even get to talk. Oh, like last year and then this year and then next year and then the year after and the year after. Let me mourn the loss of the one talented player on my roster, please, and thank you. Oh, you don't like your white dad bod, dude? Not yet. Oh, that's that's rough. Anyways, Giants-Saints. The Saints are favorites by seven and a half, meaning they have to win by eight or more. Casey, we'll give you a second to mourn. So let's go to Sammy D. All right. Um, James Winston obviously caught a huge W. He was eating Ws in week one after taking down the Packers. Then after since that, they've gone downhill, and it's back to regular old Jameis, um, just with regular Jameis interceptions. Now they're playing the Giants this week, and the Giants are absolutely terrible. Did so, you not watch the game last week? He was dotting them the frick up, man. Like, Jameis looks so well. No, okay, I, I didn't. I didn't see the game last week, but I saw the game against yeah, the Panthers. That one was bad, but when yeah, he played the awful. Patriots, he looked like baby Breeze. Oh yeah, no, yeah. So Baby yeah, no, yeah. Breeze, that is his new official nickname. You heard it here first, coined it by Casey Dobson. Yeah, but no, Baby that defense, Breeze. that defense, yeah, but that defense had a lot to do with that as well. That victory, their deep, like the defense helped a lot in winning that game. No, like he had a good game last week against the Patriots, but it's also it's the Patriots. Like he still threw for 128 yards with two touchdowns. No, that's fair. I mean, they got a good game. For another four. Yeah, but. Saying compared to his week one, it's just it's 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 kind of up and down with Jameis. It's a roller coaster, you know. It's the thirty for thirty. But they're playing the Giants this week. I'm like, I'm taking the Saints to win the game. I believe they'll they'll like they're gonna they're playing the Giants. Like Daniel Jones and you know Saquon Barkley isn't gonna do anything against the New York, uh, New Orleans Saints. So I don't think they'll cover the spread. Though it's gonna be just under a seven point victory, just like about a touchdown to a field goal victory. But uh, they will beat the. Uh, Giants so yeah only one of those came off of a pick six or any form of defensive score of their four touchdowns last week so Saints are taking this as long as Jameis baby breeze can actually produce like he had like he did in week one and week three and he stays away from his form of week two they're definitely going to win this and they're going to cover the spread I'm calling it a 10-point game Casey Dobson I'm hoping that you've had enough time to mourn your loss, but you can get over it. I've had to get over four major injuries already this season before the season even fucking started. So yeah. What are your thoughts on this game? Why does this just turn into like the depression Olympics? I'm not here for this content. Um, I, my thoughts on this game are it's uh, the New York football giants. Um, that, that's it. That's, that's the tweet. We've got Danny Dimes and Baby Breeze. Um, yeah, no, I, I have no thoughts other than this shouldn't be close, but I will say if Jameis Winston looks like he did in that like embarrassing loss, if I'm New Orleans, I'm starting to look at other options because you can't have someone be that inconsistent. And it's expect- a bell, baby. See, I wouldn't be mad at that. Like, I feel like if, if Jameis has another game where you're looking at him and you're thinking like, okay, CFL quarterback, who? Um, I might I might put the joystick, Taysom Hill, and, and, and see what he can do because he's proven that he is a valuable asset, but I get 
New Orleans hesitation to commit to him as a starter just because of what he brings to the rest of the football field. But desperate times might call for desperate measures. I'm, I'm really, really hopeful for Jameis. I really hope this can be his redemption arc. But he's the reason I have trust issues, man. And just one last point on this matchup. Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, I believe, are both out for this matchup. So Danny Dimes officially has nobody to throw to. Maybe Butterfinger Evan Ingram. Uh, Kenny Galladay, who hasn't seen many touches this year. Yeah, this is just going to go downhill for the Giants, and the Saints are going to take this one. This could be one of the most lopsided matchups of the week coming up here. We're almost at the end of the early window. The Tennessee Titans, Julian Quintero Verano's favorite team, Versus the New York Jets, nobody's favorite team. The Titans are currently seven-point favorites, meaning they have to win by eight or more, and they are playing at New York. So let's go, Casey. You should have had enough time to more. Let's give you back-to-back picks here. (laughs) Uh, Zach Wilson is in a Disney Channel nightmare right now, and it's kind of hilarious to watch. Um, I have all the love in the world for Robert Sala. I just don't think this is a good mix. You've got someone who's incredibly defensive-minded. That's his strong suit. And you're trying to get a rookie QB to make you anything other than the league's laughingstock. I just don't see how that was ever going to work. And we're seeing that on the field. And as much as like, I don't want to take anything away from Zach Wilson, I do think he has talent. Do I think he has number two overall talent? Absolutely not. Um, On top of that, some of his picks that he's thrown, especially in that New England game, weren't his fault. Like, I'll I'll give of the four picks. I think two were on the play call, on the receiver. But there are some throws where, I'm sorry, you just cannot be making that throw in the NFL. You could barely be making that throw in college, but I get it. You played at BYU. But in in the pros, like, there's absolutely no way some of those balls should be going into some of those spots. And it's just, it's decision-making like that that makes it really, really hard for me to see the Jets going anything other than 0-17 this season because who's their backup? Exactly. Yeah, no one one knows, yeah. Your options are like Disney Channel star or like a bag of pylons. And I mean, like, I get it. Like, we've all seen Disney Channel stars be like great athletes. Troy Bolton, I'm looking at you. And at this point, I honestly think the Jets would be better off with Troy Bolton under center, even though he played basketball. Yeah, even though he played basketball, I mean, like maybe the throwing could be there. But when you look at this matchup, really, like the Titans are off, like off. Other than that week one loss, they're well, yeah, they're two and one. I think they're two and one. No, no, one and two. Sorry. Um, oh no, yeah, one, two and two. Uh, they looked really good last week, and they also beat the Seahawks on the road as well. Derrick Henry popped off for like three touchdowns. So Titans are easily going to cover this game, easily take the victory. The only thing about the Jets is, yeah, I mean, like there's not really much to say, but in terms of their chances of winning, Zach Wilson, you, yeah, Zach Wilson, like I didn't see the game where he threw the interceptions, but I will say that it's like sometimes, like you said, sometimes it's just you can't make in that throw because you're not in college. And there was even a game at a point where it was during the Eagles and Cowboys game where Devontae Smith went up to get the ball and he was like, this isn't college. Like the broadcast, like this isn't college. Like you're not always going to be open. So things are different in the NFL. And that's all I have to necessarily say about for the Jets and Titans are winning this and they'll take the 10 point victory easily. So. Yeah. The Titans, if you're going against them this week, like, I don't know what to say, man. 
Derrick Henry is probably going to get a goddamn sack against this offensive line. It's looked atrocious so far this year. And Zach Wilson can't even seem to locate his receivers without them throwing it up to the other defenders. We've seen that multiple times where Corey Davis drops a pass and then it goes to the Broncos defender. It goes to somebody that is not a jet. Titans, there's not much more you can say about this matchup that hasn't already been said. So Titans by seven. 100% 100% taking that. That's the only betting advice that you guys should actually take from me. Uh, let's move on here. We're just about halfway through our games here. Final game of the early window. The fan favorite. Nobody really hates him unless you're a fan of anybody else in the NFC lease. The Washington football team taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Young Way Koo, another fan favorite. Where are we going with this one? I'll just let whoever jumps in first start this. All I'm going to say is if you're Atlanta, you can't choke on a lead if you never get one. So I'll take Also, one. they are a uh, football team is 1.5 point favorites. Sorry, so meaning they have to win by two. Sorry to interrupt. Thank you for explaining the spread for the 18th time on this episode. Just uh, making sure everybody understands it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going with Heineken in this one. I like, like we said, you can't hate the Washington football team. You, like you just can't. They're so likable i love ron rivera riverboat ron i want him to have all the success all the success in the world and with atlanta it just feels like something is missing which is weird because theoretically you have whatever pieces you would need to be competent but they've just looked so disjointed this season it's not even a question of what we've seen out of them these past couple years where they'll look great and then they'll just find like really really creative ways to lose like at this point, they're, they're just bad. Um, so I'm going to take Washington. I really like what Heineken can do um, with got guys like Logan Thomas, uh, McKissick. There's, there's enough talent on that roster where I can actually see them finishing this year with a winning record, which I didn't think I would ever say of anyone in the NFC least. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Washington football team is going to take this. They're going to cover the Atlanta Falcons just they haven't looked great this year. They've like I'm like the only good game that they had was I mean in terms of their offense production was against the Buccaneers in week two, but then they still were just throwing the balls away and like they yeah, it was just it was just crappy. Like in terms of the total points they scored was great, but their defense was terrible. Um, and their turnovers was immeasurable. But Washington football team, they're easy gonna take this. Their defense is looking great. The front seven, you know, you have freaking uh, Chase Young, sorry, on that defensive front, that's just going to eat that offensive line alive. And just got to pray for, uh, trying to think of the Matt Ryan, sorry, struggling to come up with a starting QB for the Falcons, but I got the football team winning and they will cover the spread. Matty Ice. That's all he is. He's cold. He's not even icy anymore, which is a shame to say because you really. Really like Matty Ice as a quarterback. Did really well for many years. Kind of choked a little bit, you know. I don't know if many people remember that, but, you know, like 28 to 3. Casey, I'm sure you remember that. I'm sure you remember that. Uh, but football team, definitely going to take this one. J.D. McKissick starting him in fantasy this week. So I'm hoping for a big game, especially since he's playing Atlanta. Now, first game of the afternoon window, the evening window, the second window, whatever window you want to call it, the window from my room to Higgins, who cares? But 
It is the Cardinals and the Rams kicking off at 4.05. At SoFi, it is a four-and-a-half-point favorite for the Rams. I will not explain the spread anymore because I guess it is no longer appreciated. And Casey, since I'm kind of throwing shade at you, why don't you take it away? Uh, oh, my God. How much fun are the LA Rams to watch? And how much fun is it to see Matthew Stafford actually enjoying success and actually enjoying you know, talent out there in the wide receiver role. It has been so, I never thought I would actually like enjoy watching Rams football because they're so inconsequential to my life, but they're now the team where I'm like, yeah, I'll put that game on just because watching Matthew Stafford dotted up with Cooper Cup, um, who's on my fantasy team. So thank you. Please keep going to him. If you want to go to Robert Woods a little bit more, that would also be chef's kiss, um, but I'll just take Cooper. Yeah, no, this is, it's so fun. And I'm really excited for this matchup with Chandler Jones, who absolutely ate up in week one. I don't think he'll have as easy of a time doing it again this week, but uh, I'll take the Rams in this one just because this, this offense is electrifying. And as long as their defense can keep up, keep pace, I, uh, I like them to take this and cover. Yeah, this is a huge divisional game. Obviously, both teams are 3-0. It's going to be a super exciting game. I'm taking the Cardinals to win. I think Kyler Murray is going to dot it up, and he's just going to – it's going to be a shooter. I think this is what it's going to be. I mean, like, both defenses are looking great, so it could just be a low-scoring game, but I think the offenses are going to kick up more and score a lot of points. It's going to go down to the wire, and I'm taking the Cardinals to win, and they will um, cover the spread. So, yeah. If they win, they cover the spread. See, Casey, maybe I do need to explain the spread every time. So just you can yeah. hop off that real quick. It's, Sam, it's, he's, it's, he's a bit of a youngin. He still is a bit confused. He's only a first year. So, okay. Yeah. Throwing that first. I mean, like, honestly, you probably expect explain it to me and uh, Mike as well. Mike always remember last year as well. <laughs> Mike so. always messes up the spread. Mike's yeah, anyway. asleep. It's fine. <laughs> I wish I was asleep, but I had to wake up. So that's unfortunate. But, anyways, Cardinals, Rams. Uh, Matthew Stafford, hard to pick against the guy, but Kylo Murray, almost even harder to pick against him. So we have the Cardinals and Rams. For me, I think the home advantage for the Rams is going to take this. I don't think they're covering the spread, though. I think they're going to win by a walk-off field goal. I'm a huge fan of those, especially if they're 66 yards. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned that at all today, um, but it's just something I quite frequently have to mention because Justin Tucker hit an NFL record 66 yard field goal. Shout out Justin Tucker. I love you. Uh, yeah. Rams they're covering this. They're not going to cover the spread though. Um, so now Sammy D Sammy D buddy week four, your week eight is pretty much come early for you. So let's, let's start <laughs> off with you here, the Seahawks and 49ers. Oh, it's, Niners. it's just, it's just week eight has come too early for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks because it's already just become a reality. I, I, I honestly, I'm not even, I'm a Seahawks fan, but I'm thinking the 49ers are going to take this. I, I've lost faith in my team. I just don't think, I mean, like you're playing on the road. They haven't looked great on the road or at home this season. You're playing. You just say they haven't looked great. And they haven't looked great. The yeah. Niners they haven't looked great all season. Two and a half point favorites, meaning they have to win by three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the 49ers are going to win this game and they will cover the spread. It's going to be a seven point victory for them or even potentially more. I hope like, I mean, like I'm hoping the Seahawks win obviously, but I'm just being realistic. Like at this point I've realized it and just real being realistic. And it's just, the Seahawks aren't going to win this. They like, they, their defense need to be better. 
their offensive production needs to be better. Like Russell Wilson, just, I know what happened last week. Like you played the Minnesota Vikings defense, which I mean, like, isn't a great defense, but somehow your offensive line, your offensive line just couldn't hold it together and protect you and give you any time to throw. So, but that's, that's my take on it. The 49ers. Yeah. Are winning this game. Since Casey's looking at her phone right now, I will definitely go ahead and take the second pick. Um, yeah, I think it's hard to go against the 49ers at home this week, especially since, we, as we all know, week eight has come early. They had, the offensive line has just looked dog water. But when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson who can extend the plays, but he can't extend them if he's getting sacked every 30 seconds, like that's just brutal. 49ers, cover the spread, probably win by a touchdown, maybe a touchdown in the field goal. Casey Dobson, since you're focused in on us now, what are we thinking? Um, anyone remember the Legion of Boom? Yeah. Those were those were the good old days, right? Yeah, where 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 are they at now? Back in my day, Sonny. Yeah. Well, actually, one of them's going to play for Tom Brady. So I was like, one of them's in Tampa, and the other ones are they're all retired, missing, (laughs) missing. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to laugh last week when one of the guys came out and said that they had their asses schemed up because I think that is my new favorite quote from a football player, especially because it was immediately countered by Pete Carroll being like, our corners are just too soft. I'm like, well, which is it? Um, Yeah, no, Seattle. It's just a yes. That's all it is. Um, It's it's quite enjoyable to watch them be so bad, if I'm being honest, mainly because it means I can roast my bosses um, until I look at my team and then then we just stop talking. But uh, yeah, no, this isn't, this isn't going to be cute at all. I think you could even let Russ cook in this one. And I just don't think that defense could keep up with the 49ers. So I wouldn't be surprised if this one is super, super high scoring, because I feel like at some point, Russell Wilson has to like do something. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. At this point, like it's the other teams cooking him. And like, that's not what we want to see here. So like, I don't know if he needs to be like poked with a stick and be like, do something. Um, (laughs) Let's yeah. cook Russ. Let's cook <laughs> Russ. I mean, like if you if you if you look at the stats, like he's got seven touchdowns to the first three weeks and no interceptions. But the biggest problem is just like last week. Just like it's just yeah, their defense is the biggest issue, really. But how many they're, times they're, did he, how many times is he being sacked in three weeks? Oh yeah, they're like their offensive line is terrible. The defense is terrible. Uh, the the zone the zone coverage. Like, why are we playing so much zone? Like, no, I'm gonna I'm get no. This is my little two minute rant. Like I literally watched the game. I watched the game hey, against the Vikings. Short on time, cut it down to thirty seconds. Yeah. Okay. Justin Jefferson was open like every single route. Like there was no coverage over the middle. Our linebackers were just non-existent. Like Bobby Wagner. He actually did a pretty good job of cutting that down. I'm very impressed. But I'm just doing a bit of quick math here to see. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Deep. Oh, is it Sportsnet? You're stupid. You don't tell me how many sacks there were in the game. Come on. You got to get better than that. Yeah, I go to the uh, score. The score would probably tell you, but um, yeah, I'm checking so. out the score right now. So let's see. You guys just uh, let's get into the next matchup. I'll let you guys have the first words because I want to have the last words on this one. It is my Baltimore Ravens. They're walking off of a 66 yard field goal from Justin Tucker. If that hasn't against, been mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've mentioned it yet today. Uh, Take a then, shot every time Kalen says 66 yards. But anyways, Broncos and Ravens. The Ravens are actually the underdogs in this. They are. It is one point, which means they actually have to win if they cover the spread. And then the Broncos have to win by one or more points. So I want the last word in this. You guys, 
just pick amongst you while I'm doing a bit of research here. All right, I'll go first on this. Um, I mean, hey, the Ravens are coming off a big victory and you know, off a 66-yard field goal win. <laughs> if Wait, I, if that 66 has... yards? 66 yards, really? <laughs> I, I love Justin Tucker, man. Um, but also the Broncos are 3-0, and but if you look at the teams that they face who have a combined record of 0-9, some may have called that 3-0 record as a fake record. And not saying that's true or not. I'm not just saying anything, but regardless – I'm taking the Ravens to win on the road. They're going to be cooking. He's going to be, their offense is going to be cooking. That's all I got to say, really. Every, every part of me wants to take Denver just, just to be annoying, but like the actual like analyst in me, who's buried deep down in there somewhere. um, She comes out once a week. Uh, I just, I can't, I can't, I get it. You're undefeated. I get it. Teddy Bridgewater has looked elite, but you've been playing the laughing stocks of the league and it hasn't been close. So I'm, I'm going to take Baltimore as much as it pains me to say. Um, but like deep, deep down, I really, really, really want Denver to come out and win just because I want to watch Kalen cry again. Cause it's always so funny. It is never fun. Also, I'm just going to add that Russell Wilson in three weeks has been sacked eight total times, three in week one, three in week two, and two in week three. So that is not great. Uh, Ravens, my Ravens, I love you guys so much. You're winning this matchup. The Broncos, they have played. Hey, hey, hey Dalton, buddy, how you, how you doing? We're almost two hours late here. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, some, sometimes the big man wants to. The big man's just got to sleep. Forget eating. The big man's got to sleep. Anyways, I, I then, actually did eat. I did eat. And oh, then... big man's eating and sleeping. He's just living the dream here. Left his shower running for three hours, though. So that's kind of unfortunate. But, you know, whatever I happens. I'm paying the water bill. Hey, exactly. That's all it counts for. As long as it's not dollars out of your pocket, that's fine. But anyways, uh, we're just on to the Ravens here. The Ravens and Broncos. Broncos are one point favorites, meaning they have to win by two or more. I don't know if you're a betting man, but Sammy D isn't quite hip with this gambling language and terms. So I explain it every time. Some people do not like that for me. Casey's above me, so I'm pointing at her. Um, but anyways, Ravens, you, you need to win this one. You can't go two and two, especially against the teams that you've already played this season. It can't be a close game like it played against Detroit. It has to be something that gives me hope. I know hope is a dangerous thing because I'm just going to cry in the end. So it doesn't really matter, but Ravens, they're going to take this. They're covering the spread. They're going to win the money line. And Dalton, since you have joined us now, what are your thoughts? Ravens Broncos. Um, I'm going to start with, you know, your point on the lions uh, last week. Um, Justin Tucker absolutely bailed out Lamar Jackson yet again, for like the hundredth time. And how long, how long was that field goal? 66 yards 66 yards baby uh they got lucky they they got three extra seconds on a, on a play that looked like at least like on tv as a delay game maybe their clock was off um Lamar did happen to convert a fourth and 19 though as well which was a huge part of that drive um I don't see the same thing happening um that was kind of a weird game how it was only 1917 between the Lions and the Ravens I see it being a lot higher scoring this time around. And I do think the Ravens cover just because they're the Ravens. The, the Broncos Ravens are the Ravens. The, the, the Ravens 
the Ravens are uh, playing a little bit under their skill level right now, and the Broncos, I think, are playing a little bit above. A little above. I wouldn't even say that. They've just faced teams that have combined for 0-9. It's because of them, though. Because of them. 100%, 100%. That's what's making them look so good. Anyways, we will slide on down. We have three games left on, so you're getting four words in. That's pretty good. Uh, anyways, Schittsburg. Schittsburg Steelers. We're going up with them and the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are six and a half point favorites, meaning they have to win by a touchdown or more. Just so you know, Sammy D and Steelers, they have to lose by six or less to cover just so that we're clear on that. And we don't make any mistakes. We don't fumble the bag as we know some people, especially in my household do. But anyways, so let's, let's start off with you, Dalton. Dalton, you just joined us. Give us your words. Um, I was big on the Packers last week, even though they were underdogs against the 49ers. Um, obviously it's a different story this week because the Steelers are absolutely awful. Um, they're lucky that they have a win. Um, you know, last year, how many games did they win in a last year? Eight, 11, something like that. It was something crazy. Um, that's not going to happen as long as big Ben's their quarterback right now. Um, he looks old father time has definitely hit him. Um, what's happening to him is what I expected to happen to Tom Brady, like, like three, four years ago. Um, and it has not. Um, their offense is just in total dismay right now. And the Packers look like they've really clicked um, ever since that week one loss against uh, the future MVP, Jameis Winston. Um, again, I'll, I'll take the Packers this week. Um, what was you say? It was, it was six and a half, something like that? Uh, yeah, it was six, six and a half. They needed to six and a half. Um, I like that because they're, they're, they're going to win by touchdown. CD, Casey Dobson, Dobby, Dobby Jr., what are you taking? Oh, I love watching the steel curtain come crashing down. It's so much fun. Uh, the fact that it's landing directly on Big Ben is just making it even sweeter. Uh, yeah, this, this isn't going to be close. You can back the Corvette Corvette all the way out of the win column. I think that week one was a fluke. Um, I would love, I would love nothing more than to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers lose from now till the end of the season. I don't think it'll happen because I'm sure they'll play some team that's even more discombobulated than them. But uh, when you've got Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, there's just, there's quite simply nothing you can do, especially when your defense is that. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to watch Rodgers and Adams just make other teams continue to look silly all season. Uh, I just hope they don't play the Patriots. And Aaron Jones, they are Aaron Jones. We cannot forget about him. He's on my fantasy team. I need a big week from him. I'm very depressed that I lost to Dalton off of CD and Dak not doing absolute shit. I was very excited when he caught that big pass and then he didn't do anything for the rest of the game. It's me and Kalen in fantasy this week. So yes, come back to the pod next week for if you think we're come back to the pod next week to see Casey Dobson take a shot of Tabasco. I can't believe I lost him, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, we've all lost to Mike, except for me. I haven't lost. I Mike. haven't lost to Mike. So yeah, we're doing. We have not. We have not all lost to Mike. Uh, um, but also to Casey's point, um, don't worry. The Patriots are getting nowhere close to playing the Packers because their postseason hopes are nothing. So. Exactly. I gotta play the Packers this year. I believe. I think we're taking on the NFC North, which is unfortunate, but it's all good. We're just gonna lock up Devontae Adams, but not Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is gonna have a good week that week. I guarantee it. Three I'm so excited Packers. to be able to continue to watch playoff football with absolutely no emotional ties to it because my team is absolute shit 
um it's so much yeah, more uh-huh. yeah say that like like lie more to the people lie more to the people. <laughs> oh yeah keep, keep lying continue I'm, to lie I'm, yeah i'm so happy my team is in the playoffs anyways so yeah i it's hard to bet against the packers here aaron Rodgers fumbled the bag on week one bit of an odd game for him he just kind of looked like he was like Oh, look, there is a DB. Let me just throw it to him real quick. I just want to get off this team. But, yeah, Packers going to cover. Sammy D, are they covering? Are they winning? Are they losing? Where is it going? How is it playing out? Tell us. Give us your thoughts. The Packers are winning. After that embarrassing week one loss, I mean, just not an embarrassment. It was was an embarrassment, to say the least. But what's interesting as well is if you think about the last team to lose 38 to three to the saints was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who ended up going to the Super Bowl. So not saying anything yet. It's only week, it's only week four, but I'm saying we could potentially see a repeat towards uh, the Super Bowl in terms of this game. Packers are winning. Aaron Rodgers is going to light up the Steelers. Like that week one win against the bills was a fluke. They were, they really should have lost the game in reality. Like, I don't know how they won that. Um, and it's yeah, it's good to see another team struggle, honestly, because my team is struggling right now. So if the Steelers continue to struggle, at least I can like you know talk to Mike in pain, and we can we can just moral together at least. I'm you not can alone. talk to Dalton too. Yeah, like that Dalton as well. So Dalton is well versed, and you can complain about all the Eagles players you have on your fantasy team. Like yeah, the Devonte Smith can't catch a ball in coverage. Like God damn! Imagine like, drafting <laughs> an Eagle onto your fantasy team. Imagine yeah, that was an Eagle, a rookie <laughs> wide receiver that's <laughs> like, way undersized, and I. Can't must have, must have come from the same GM who drafted a defense first overall. Okay, you know you can you can roast me. You can roast me all you want. You can roast me all I want, but I'm two and one right now. What are you? What's your record right now? Just two and one. Get to, just okay, wait till we get to the postseason. <laughs> no, I thought you were like one and two or something. You're going to be in the toilet bowl, man. You're going to be playing in the toilet bowl. I'm winning the league, okay? I'm winning the league calling it right now. You can see you heard it here first. If I win the league, Okay, if I win the league, Bucks taking the defense, defense have to get you twenty points a week for you to win this league. Hey, hey I, I don't think I don't have to keep. Okay, I don't have to keep the Bucks defense. I can always drop them. I'm just like, yeah, I took but that him. would be a waste of your first round pick. You may as well just keep them at this point. I mean, I think it's only fair if I keep them and if I still win the if I still win the league. I think you guys we have to do like set a bet right now. If I win the league with my current defense, we get other than five extra dollars. We get Sam five extra dollars each if he wins the league. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I'll, we should I'll buy all. Sam, Sam, are you nineteen? Yeah, I'm 19. I'll buy you a drink if you win this league. Yeah. I feel like we should all get like a one thing where it's like if we win the league, everyone else has to do this. No, because we all drafted normally. We didn't. Yeah, I, I, I was the, the one. I was the we one who drafted did. kicker in round eight, regardless of how much we all wanted Young Way Koo. Anyways, so let's move on. We are running a little long here, just over an hour, just under an hour right now. I'm just Casey, I know you are dreading this game, the Sunday Nighter. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady makes his return to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. The Buccaneers somehow are only favorites by seven points. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Bet 365 should probably fix your lines before you get absolutely robbed. Anyways, win by eight, or do the Patriots lose by seven or less or win the game? Let's start. Casey, we'll give you the last word since you can just have a bit of a rant there if you would like it. Just get to watch Tom Brady dotted up in Gillette Stadium one last time. Uh, Dalton, we gave you first last time. Sammy D, what are you feeling? All right. I mean, like, you look at last week's game for both teams. They both struggled in terms of the Buccaneers. They were playing a very good Rams team, to be fair, but they just couldn't get the run game going. 
if they're not, I mean, saying it's not going to happen this week because you're playing the New England Patriots and their defense isn't very great. Their offense is mostly just running checkdowns. And again, it's a, it's a bread and butter, but it's not going to, it's not going to win them games against this Buccaneers defense. The Buccaneers are winning and they're going to cover. It's going to be a 10 point victory. I'm sorry, but it's just, you just got to face the facts. I'm sure Casey probably knows this, but we'll hear about her point at the end of this. And Mac Jones is just, it's taking time. It's going to take some time for him to get into the Belichick system in terms of just how they run their offense. And considering the Buccaneers defense, I'm hoping they do well because they're, Again, they're on my fantasy team, as just previously mentioned. They have a good week against the Patriots, but I'm taking the Buccaneers to win, and they will cover the spread. Maybe hopefully we get some interceptions, some touchdowns, whatever. Oh, and she's getting... She's already prepping the drinks, and it's not even Thursday night. So we'll see how that goes for Casey. We'll see if I got... I'll, I'll put five to one odds on a blackout for Casey on Sunday night. Uh, please let me know if you're going to be a taker or not taking it, but I'm definitely taking that... I, like cash money Dalton you got that right I think that's money in the bank if you're buying that odds anyways Mike Evans please listen to me very very closely very very closely you are going to catch like 20 to 30 touchdowns this game and you're gonna absolutely annihilate Casey and fantasy so she has to take a shot at Tabasco I think that's gonna be super hilarious to watch but anyways on a serious note the Buccaneers Tom Brady is going to light it up. Honestly, this is going to be a hot take, but I would not be surprised to see Tom Brady break the passing record just to say he only needs like 60 something yards to do that. I'm not, and I'm not even talking all time. I'm talking single game. I think it's like 551. I broke that multiple times in my Madden, my career. So anyways, Dalton, you get the last word before Casey gets to absolutely cry her eyes out. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see her take a shot right now before our dodgeball game tonight. All right, um, I'm I'm glad you're you're leaving me here because you guys all know how much I love the Patriots, right? They're they're like they're like top they're like they're like Philly, top, Philly. they're like top five hundred of like my favorite teams in all of sports. Um, yeah, you know I think they might be my least favorite. Uh, it was the Montreal Canadiens for a little while. Uh, but you, you probably know. even like the Uzbekistan Camels better than you like uh, them. And if you've seen Jeopardy with a G, you know. I, I, I was gonna make a joke with the Shanghai Sharks, but I mean, Jimmer, gotta gotta put them a little bit higher. Um, on a serious note, again, um, I think Tom Brady might throw a touchdown on every single pass he throws on Sunday. Like, like, it, like, is Mike Evans it, twenty touchdowns? I'm calling it right now. Yeah, I, I need that as well. Um, but I think the spread being like eight is like, like it's like embarrassing um, to whoever made that odd because. Mac Jones, like literally by default, Mac Jones is the best rookie quarterback in the league right now. That's not a good thing. He's just thrown like two interceptions less than like the next best guy. That's why he's the best. His stat line is empty every week. Um, and it's only going to get worse now because James White is going to be missing the rest of the season with a hip injury. There goes your check downs. They went out and spent all this money. On Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, who they like, you know, a lot of Pats fans will um, excuse the tight end's lack of production by saying, "Just look at Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith and just make them kiss." And that's their and that's that that that's their tight end one stat line for the game. Um, no, you're stupid um, because they're two individual players that are playing in two tight end sets. 
that their quarterback can't get the ball to. Uh, Mac Jones is not it right now. They have a really good offensive line, and the pocket still collapses really quickly for him. And even when it doesn't, um, he's not playing that well when he's not under pressure. Uh, the run game, they've been abusing Damian Harris most of the time, which I appreciate because I'm a Damian Harris owner in fantasy. That was a very um, uh, you know, researched pick for me because I knew that their quarterback was going to be awful. Um, the Bucks, they what they got they got beat up by the Rams this past week, um, which I kind of expected because the Rams are just them guys. Um, the Patriots are awful. They lost to the Miami Dolphins. They lost to a middle school like Pee Wee football quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa, week one. Um, they beat the Jets just because Zach Wilson threw a few more interceptions than Mac Jones did. Um, Mac Jones' stat line in that game, by the way, against the Jets. The New York Jets, 22 for 30, 186 yards, nothing else. No touchdowns, no interceptions, no rushes, no yards like that. Nothing. They got nothing. Um, I could literally make a whole podcast about how awful the Patriots are and how much I hate them. But that's for Patriots fans to know underneath the surface that's the truth. Casey, what's your thoughts? Give me one second, okay? Oh, she's getting drunk before our dodgeball game. Looks like we know who's sitting on the bench now. Oh, she downed the rest of that sourpuss. We drank most of it last Thursday, but who cares? Um, look. When I tell you that I've been dreading this game, since it showed up on the schedule. I cannot put into words how scared I am to see the final score. Because there is quite simply no feasible way that we do not have our asses absolutely handed to us on a silver platter by the end of Sunday night. I get it. Like, Bill Belichick knows Tom Brady. Okay, cool. Bill Belichick has also never had to deal with Tom Brady having actual competent weapons around him, other Give than like music. Whoever also, I just I have a bone to pick with whoever made that video hyping up his return to Foxborough. When I tell you, I cried. Like it was embarrassing, and it's going to be two weeks in a row of something happening at Foxborough that just hurts my soul. Last week with Julian Edelman's retirement ceremony. Now we have this. It's just not fair. That's like too much pain for one human being to deal with. I will literally like sell my kidney on the black market for New England to win this game. Like I will start going to church if New England wins this game. It's not happening. Don't worry about it. I, I quite simply don't even want to analyze this because the more that I would like look at this from an analytical point of view, the worse it gets. Like, what I've been saying all season is for New England, you finally can go back to doing what you do. Play ding and dunk inside the numbers, take time off the clock. But you're playing against father time on the other side. So unless you're holding the ball for like 12 minutes, which you won't do because Mac Jones will fumble or will throw a pick, like this is going to be so bad. I'm just lucky that I work through the first hour of this game. So like I can mitigate the pain a little bit that way but I'm going to have so much drinking to do when I get home because it's going to be ugly already. 
Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I it, you you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of points being scored by the Buccaneers. And I mean, this Tom Brady guy, like I, I don't really know who he is, but I mean, I think he spent his whole career in Tampa Bay and he's been really productive there and he's probably done a lot of good for that team. Um, this is kind of just like, you know, anyone playing the Jets on a given week, uh, you know, it's an easy win. Um, he was actually a backup in New England or something like that. Do you know what would be really funny? What, it, what it, I, I think it would be really funny if Tom Brady were like to leave the Patriots after being like their guy for like all this time. And then and going go to, to new, Tampa Bay, and then then going to like some like retirement home in Tampa Bay, and winning a Super Bowl there, and bringing Patriots fans tight end that had been retired already with him, that would be jokes. You know how there's like that meme that's like the guys like he's like, like the mask is on, he's like a smiley face. That's how every New England Patriots fan has felt like the last like two years, um, seeing Tom Brady succeed in Tampa Bay, um, because they're like, yeah, we're Tom Brady, Dan. But like he's winning Super Bowls for not for their team. Um, it's unfortunate because you know, as, as a sports fan, you're you're dedicated to your teams, but you like your guys. Uh, to like be a, fair, Tom Brady was never my guy. I, as an individual, I have never liked Casey, Tom Casey, Brady. Casey. Like that you were a Patriots fan. You were yeah. a Patriots fan. Tom I'm Brady's a, your guy. Yes, but you can be a Patriots fan without being a Brady fan. You little no, you know the difference you, between like the logo and the name on the back. Okay, so you're just gonna discount like everything he did for the franchise along with Belichick. Did like, I say that? No, no. I didn't no, say that. that. She she didn't say that. She just said that she's a Patriots fan. Follow him to the Buccaneers. No, no, uh, no. I actually appreciate that take because there's way too many Patriots fans out there that are like, yeah, I'm diehard, bro. I'm diehard patch since day one. But like they repost everything Tom Brady and Gronk in the Super Bowl. It's like when have you seen me ever do anything like that? You haven't. That's no, that's fair. You, I guess you're not. You guess yeah. No, I, don't I am. Get, right, no, right, I, right, I, I, I see what you mean. All yeah. Right, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Pat's my four touchdowns. Dalton is kind of delaying our time after he got well, didn't get out of the shower after he left it running for three hours. So we'll move on to our final matchup of week four, the Monday night game, October 4th, at approximately 2015 hours. So we have the Raiders and the Chargers going at it. L V L A. The Chargers, interestingly enough, are actually favorites in this by three and a half points. They are just coming off a hot win against the Kansas City Chiefs to put the Chiefs into last place in the AFC West. Mm, I'll start this one off. I feel like starting it off because Herbie is my guy. I love Herbie so much. He's like arguably like my second favorite player in the league behind Justin Tucker, who I don't know if you guys heard he had a 66-yard field goal. Um I'm taking the Chargers to win this one. Uh, the Raiders, they've gone to two games against overtime, one against Baltimore, one against Miami. If they're a true 3-0 team, they probably should not have gone to overtime against either of those teams. But Herbie is going to have a game because I love that man, and he has beautiful hair, and I'm so glad he went. He doesn't look like he was in ROTC anymore. He grew it out, which is great. Beautiful man. He's going to win. Huge game. For both teams, Raiders could go 4-0 and and take first in the division completely. Or the Chargers, but yeah, the Chargers, 100%. They're my guys, my second favorite team. So let's go to Sammy D. I haven't heard you talk in a while, which is kind of great, but oh well, we'll go to you now. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's always good to be, talk, be, to be heard. 
Uh, this is going to be an, another good matchup. You know, two really good teams coming off big victories, uh, tight, tightly contested matches. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. I just think they've looked really strong this season. They've beaten some good teams. I'm not saying the Chargers, you know, like obviously big win last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to come down to the wire, and the Chargers' record in close games has not been great. I like They're like 8-18 eight and 18 over the past few seasons, so I'm taking the Raiders to win this in by a field goal. Derek Carr has been lighting it up. He's having a great season. Got, got to put some respect on Derek Carr's name. CD, let's get you right in, back into the conversation. Uh, and hopefully you won't be too, too upset about this matchup, but let's find out. Um, what matchup are we talking about? I wasn't listening. Wow. So we're talking about the only game left that's on Monday night at approximately 2015 in the night. Uh, the Chargers are favorites by three and a half points. Just in case you didn't know, Justin Tucker had a 66-yard field goal. And to cover the spread, the Chargers have to win by four or more, or the Raiders have to lose by three or less. Sick. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers in this one. I think Vegas has had a really good run. I don't think you can find like a tougher team in the league right now in terms of having to come out of um, overtime wins and just getting to overtime when people probably didn't really give you a chance. But Justin Herbert is the future of the NFL. And I will fight anyone that tells me otherwise. Dalton, why are you laughing at me? Fuck you. Um, it's not you. It's Kim. Okay, that's fine. Continue. Um, I love what Herbert is doing. And I love even more that he's doing it with Mike Williams, who's on my fantasy team and is only ever supposed to get me like 12 points a week and always goes off for 30. So let's keep that up, shall we? Um, but yeah, I think Vegas, they've, they've had a really good run. I think this one will be just ever so slightly too much for them. Um, but I'm, it's going to be a good, good game. Thank you for finally giving us a primetime game on Monday or Thursday that's actually two competent football teams and not Cincinnati versus Jacksonville. I don't even know if I want to watch this game on Thursday, um, considering gambling on it, though. don't know if I'm going to watch it, though. Um, gambling on games is always great, regardless of watching or not. Um, I think uh, gambling ruined my, my sports experience um, back when I was doing it. But I would agree. Um, if, I was a, if, if I was a gambling man, um, I like the Raiders a lot in this game. Um, and it's for one reason, it's that um, games where, like, it seems like they're outmatched, they are really, like, dragging their opponents through four full quarters of football. They're not getting blown out. Like, they're making their opponents fight their way to try to crawl back or keep a lead. And that seems like when Derek Carr is really striking. They're 3-0, and Josh Jacob hasn't played in the last two games. Um, it's Ben Kenyon Drake who hasn't done much. Darren Waller, even the last two games, he's been, he's been a little weak, but they're still 3-0 right now. Um, I like their chances of heading into a Monday night game. Um, I think it's it's in Los Angeles, right? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. I, I, I like their chances of heading into a Monday night game against a division opponent, um, you know, and really trying to sneak out a win. Um, and I do see overtime in this game as well. That's kind of just a Raiders thing. All right, folks. You've heard it all here. 
That has been the Intermission Sports Podcast covering the week four pickums. But I also, real quick, a little bit of time, the fantasy players, the four fantasy players here. We're going to do something we've never done just because I'm hosting and I feel like doing this. Give me one player that you think is going to go off and have an absolute banger of a week for fantasy football. Dalton, let's start with you. I think I know who you're going to pick. And if you don't pick him, I am going to. I'm going to say first, it's not going to be Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah um that one hurt um i don't want i, I don't want to like cheese like some big name guy i mean like oh josh allen or patrick mahomes are gonna go off in fantasy this week um i'll tell you who it's not also gonna be jalen hurts um he's playing the chiefs ouch sorry um I like right, well you're deciding I, no 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 i i got my guy i got my guy who's your guy Another huge Sam Darnold week. That's fair. Honestly, that's a good take. I'll go next because I don't want anybody to steal my pick. With Christian McCaffrey being out, we have a running back stepping into the RB1 role here in uh, Carolina. Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, however you say his name. I think it's Chuba Hubbard. Dalton picked him up off waiver wires. I know uh, my roommate Julian Quintero is very upset about that because he was right behind you and he also wanted him. I told him that you were going to pick him up and you did. So that was a great take by me, but Chuba Hubbard is going to have a great game. He's going to step right into this offense and do the most. Sammy D you look like you're ready. Who do you think is going to be stepping up for fantasy this week? I'm ready. And he's on my fantasy team. I think based on who they're playing, what? Bucks defense. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not the Bucks defense or Young Maku. It's uh, Jamar Chase because he's playing the Jaguars. So it's either going to be Jamar Chase or Tyler Boyd. It's going to hopefully pop off for a big game. Uh, Joey B is going to step up. He's going to be throwing dimes, throwing dots right to him. Multiple TDs, um, one or two TDs, lots of catches easily against the Jacksonville Jaguar defense. So that's my uh, player to watch for the week. So I like, and I mean, like, yeah, I, I wanted Chubb Hubbard. Honestly, he was in the waiver wire, but like, like he was in my waiver wire. I added him, but I forgot. Didn't look at like where the waiver wire order was. So, yeah. He's I, Dobson. Think, I think Jamar's a great chase. Uh, sorry. He it, is it, a great chase. Think... Casey Dobson. He's a great Well, chase. he is better than the other chase in the league, Chase Claypool already. So that might be a hot take, but. Hey, 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 don't burn your boy now. Mapletron's. Mm, That's don't treason. give a shit about Mapletron. He's just Corvette, Corvette to me. That's treason. Casey Dobson, coming up to you. Put your hair up in a bun, drink some coffee, and just handle it and tell us your pick for your fantasy player of the week that's going to have a great game. And don't give us just some basic answer like Mike Evans or Dak Prescott or C.D. Lamb. I'm just listing off my entire team because I'm hoping, but it's probably not going to happen. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Andrew Madison, who went off last week, and I do not think cook will be good to go and if he is good to go i think he'll go a couple carries before pulling up and madison showed last week that he is more than capable of stepping into that rb1 spot getting it done in the passing game absolutely getting it done on the ground which i love to see because i picked him up to replace cook and he did he got me more points than cook has ever gotten me in the game so keep your eyes on him Obviously, it's contingent on Dalvin Cook's injury status, but from what I'm seeing, from what I'm hearing, I don't think he'll be good. Um, 
but uh, we, we've got another running back in Minnesota that's ready to make some noise. All right, there you have it. That is the intermission football takes on your fantasy players of the week. Maybe if I if we keep doing this, that'll be a quite an interesting series, but I don't know if I'll be hopping on every week and nobody will have the creativity to do this other than me. So anyways, this has been another episode of our Pickums for the Intermission Sports Football Podcast. It has been super fun to hop on with Casey, Sam, and briefly Dalton, who fell asleep and it left his shower running for three hours. He's just trying to get the most out of that rent, which is all we'll, all we're ever trying to do. You can check out all of our latest articles coming out at the intermissionsports.ca. I think we have some power rankings going on, and we have some other football content that you guys can check out, as well as all the other content for the other sports. We have baseball podcasts. We have soccer. Outside the cockpit, Sammy D, shout out you. You run that one big time. And honestly, we're just having a good time here, and we will catch you guys all next week for our Week 5 Pick'ems and maybe some Fantasy Players of the Week. Have a great night, guys.